Hello and welcome to Electric Virgins, a podcast brought to you with Green Flag that puts celebrities into electric cars for the first time and lets them make the mistakes so you don't have to. I'm Ginny Buckley. And I'm Tom Ford, but not the handsome or successful one. So... Sadly. <laughs> Ginny, let's not waste any time this week. Who is our electric virgin? Our guest this week, he knows the recipe for success and he's really good at rusting up Sunday brunch. It's my dad, isn't it? No, that's rubbish. You've got to try harder than that. He's a... <laughs> competed on Strictly Come Dancing. He is a passionate Liverpool supporter. Ugh. I think I forgive him that because he's lovely otherwise. Um, he's written four <laughs> best-selling cookbooks and owns an award-winning vegetarian restaurant called Greens in uh, Manchester. That's, that's definitely not my dad. He loves a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom, I love you. You're really rubbish at guessing, though. I, I was rubbish at guessing. It is, of course, the amazing and gorgeous and lovely Mr. Simon Rimmer. Simon, welcome to the Electric oh, Virgins bless podcast. bless you. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> Ginny, you need to kind of really up your research. Um, you've really gone for a Granada Breeze level of research there. <laughs> that was the uh, the programme we used to work on years ago that was a bit like the poor man's this morning, wasn't it? <laughs> Very poor man's this morning. <laughs> and your first time of presenting was with me on that show. Yeah, I did my first live presenting with you and I loved it. What was wrong with our research? Do, do tell. Uh, so I've written six books. Six uh, books? Yeah. And I, I, oh. do, I do have Greens at Award Running Restaurant, but I also have 21 other restaurants. 21? Oh. Yeah. So I've got 22 else. restaurants. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. you for a while and you've obviously been busy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We keep saying we're going to go out together and we never manage to do it, do we? we do we only meet on podcasts? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hang on, yeah. hang on. Did you just say you've got 20 other restaurants? Yeah. Tw- 21, I think you said. Was yeah, I did say 21. Gosh, are yeah. they all veggie? No. Uh, so we've got, well, we opened a second Greens, actually. And then uh, we've got bars. We've got pizza restaurants. Oh, wow. Uh, I've got two in the Middle East. So, yeah, a big variety. But you know what, Tom? It's actually, this is a bizarre thing to say. It's more straightforward having 21, 22 restaurants than it was having four. Because like, when you have four, then you're the person that if somebody's off sick, they phone you. If they need toilet roll, they phone you. Yeah. When you have 22 restaurants, then you can't do all of that. I mean, I still got phone about toilet roll. But, you know, you, you then have, like, people who do various jobs. I think that's a best idea. Have people for things. That's how Ginny's surviving at the moment. She just has people to do things for her. <laughs> she's always been like that. Honestly, Stop she's never she's been a any diva. different. She's Don't a diva, Simon. I've got two of my on-screen husbands on this. On she this runs podcast. out of toilet rolls. She rings the people in the crew. That's I what happens. Mean, you know that's not true, Simon Rimmer. You know, Granada Breeze, we have I to go and buy our own toilet roll. anybody. That's <laughs> yeah. what I think. They didn't even provide us with toilet roll back in the day, did they? <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly that. You have to right. bring your own toilet roll and your own mug to make coffee. But uh, stop tight. reminiscing you two. Simon, we've, we've actually, got, <laughs> actually got to go with the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. Sunday mornings, quite familiar with your face, but... Let's talk cars. What's your relationship with cars? Have you had cars? Do you like cars? I do like cars. I really, really do. Um, my first car was the 1967 Beetle, um, which I absolutely loved. Um, but it was a six-volt Beetle, so uh, it wasn't very good at starting or it wasn't very good at going out at night because yeah. it was like having two matches <laughs> held at the front of it, really. But I really, really loved that car. And then after that, I bought a 1961 Morris Minor from a little old man who lived down the road from my mum and dad. And he'd had it, his brother had had it first of all from about sort of eight years old. And then he took it over and it had done 49,000 miles from new when I bought it. And I loved, loved, loved that car. So that was, I think still now I would have old classic cars if I had the 
inclination and the time to do it and if I could use them all the time. Yeah, I think I would be one of those, those, you know, jumping in on the electric thing. I think I would be one of those people who would buy an old classic and have mm-hmm. it converted to electric in the future. Oh, yeah. that's I mean, controversial. It, it, well, we've, we've driven a few of those and they are incredible, actually. But yeah. goodness me. Um, you need a healthy bank balance. You're going to need more than 21 restaurants to yeah. do that, I yeah. think. So, so, yeah. so that, you know, that's my love. I love kind of, I think because my background is design, I love beautiful cars, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not very good at fast cars. I don't really have a desire for that. Ooh. Okay, well, I can't wait then to hear what you made of the design of the car that we sent oh, you. Segway. Oh, segue. <laughs> segue. So slick. She's so a professional. Slick. Oh, dear. Sorry about that. Um, right, let's, let's talk then about the car that we gave you. So we know you're a man of taste. Yeah. Oh, God. Is that a joke? All right. I'll start with the food puns. Okay. We sent you a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant um, car from Korea. It's the Kia EV6. Um, As you know, 300 miles of range, really fast charging, lots of gadgets. It's one of our favourite electric cars. It's won loads of awards, this car, um, and we thought it would be a perfect fit. So let's listen to your first impressions. I'm in my Kia EV6 for the first time. Wow, first thing that you notice, it is so quiet. So quiet, I love that. Short but sweet. And even though you know electric cars are going to be quieter than petrol ones, it's still surprising, isn't it? It really is. And the first day, I genuinely, I'm sure lots of people do the same thing, I was checking that it was on. You know, before yeah. you put, you think, am I going to be that person sitting there waiting for the, for the car to start? It really was, but it was beautiful. I think the first time you kind of sit in it, you know, sometimes you sit in a car and you go, yeah, I'm a bit indifferent. It felt really well designed. I, I think because, because I'm a bit of a snob as well, I think my impression was always that, like, you know, the likes of Kia and stuff were like, mm, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm never going to buy yeah. one of those. But it's really well designed and it, it felt... If you like a proper car, that's a terrible thing to say. But do you know what I mean? It felt that everything had function. When you walked up to it, what did you think? What was your initial? Because they're quite big. Yeah, uh, bigger than I thought. And I think, you know, when, when Ginny told me what you guys were sending me, then obviously, you know, you look online. And I, I was surprised at how big it was yeah. compared to, I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be, you know, much smaller than it was. You know, and I'm, I'm six foot tall and I'm a, I'm a big bloke. And it felt incredibly roomy. I think the interesting thing, just going back to what you said about you were surprised actually that, oh, it's a Kia, and, but it's beautiful and well-built. And what we're seeing with electric cars is that people are considering a BMW or an Audi or a Kia or a Nissan altogether yeah. because brands haven't suddenly all switched over to electric. You've had to kind of look around and go, well, I want a mid-sized family car, so I'll, I'll have to look at one from them and one from them. So there's lots of people that are doing that. And who would have thought you'd be saying to somebody, well, you should look at the Audi and the BMW, but look at and the, the Hyundai. Too, and the Hyundai, yeah. another one. And people one. have gone really brand agnostic. So they're yeah. looking at the quality that, of the that's thing. That's what I was trying to say. I said it in a that's really well long put, way. That, yeah. See that? That's a proper journalist there, Buckley. Thanks. <laughs> oh, you I'm meant to go. I'm taking my cans off and I'm leaving. <laughs> my on-screen husbands, both of you, have formed past lives. Neither of you have been kind to me on this podcast. You should never let them talk with each other. Never let your oh, exes God, chat. I've done the It's one of those weird things, though. Like, we are recommending Kia's, Hyundai's, all that kind of stuff that you thought as budget before. I mean, that car you were driving is probably 45, 50 grand. Yeah. And if you were considering spending that kind of money on a, on a Kia before, you, you'd probably get some funny looks. Yeah. But you wonder whether that also changes people's opinion. Is it, you know, that you kind of go, well, if it's that much, it 
must be good. Is that uh, a good yeah. thing to I say? Never you know, thought about sometimes it. almost like the, oh. the, the, the price positioning. Yeah. You think, okay, here's a brand that you would say was a budget car. And then suddenly you go, well, this is this is kind of BMW Mercedes price entry level. Then it must have something about it. Yeah, no, good point. Very and good I think point. they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's listen to another clip now. Let's hear how you went on with it when you were driving. Day one of electric car is done. I really like it. It's very interesting. I think it's made me drive in a different way. I like that whole thing about rather than braking, just kind of like pulling off the pulling off the accelerator and waiting to get that speed right. So you may be kind of slightly more aware all the time of what's going on on the plus side. On the negative side, I'm already kind of feeling charging anxiety. How can you have charging anxiety when <laughs> in the first few hours? <laughs> But, but I think it's that thing because it's what everybody talks about, isn't it? Uh, As I was, an electric car virgin. It's that whole thing where you, you keep looking, you know, yeah. and it, it almost, even though you know you've got kind of loads of charge, then you can't help but keep looking at it. And you don't know how quickly it's going to go because you sort of think, you know, is it going to say, well, you know, you've got a range of 170 miles, but is that really true? You know, yeah. because if I suddenly kind of put my foot down or I put mm-hmm. everything on, how quickly is that going to dissipate? That's something that everybody encounters. And it it's one of the things that you have to sort of change your behaviour and get used to the car. And once you know what the how the car reacts to all that stuff, it just, it stops being a problem. But everybody that gets into an electric car at the beginning has this kind of cloud hanging over them. It's something we talk about a lot, isn't it, Jin? Yeah, we do. And I think I... Obviously, I've driven loads and loads of different cars over the years. And even when I first made the switch to electric, I used to have that. And partly it was because I might still be driving a petrol car because I was still testing those. Now I've made the switch fully to electric and it's really all pretty much all I drive these days. You just get used to it all. You, you've, I've changed yeah. my habits. I know what, you know what each car that I get. I know how it's going to work with me, my driving style, what I need to do. So it's about making those new habits. And, and we don't really like doing that, do we, as humans? No, and I I guess as well that, you know, that habit form thing of, you know, if you have a relatively regular pattern of what you do, particularly locally, then you then know where you can charge Mm. it. If you, you know, if you're not going to be at home to charge it, then I guess it's that thing. Whereas I'm thinking, I don't know where I'm going to charge it. Uh, I didn't have a a, a charger at home. So yeah, there was a thing. But from the drive point of view, I loved it. I mean, I think if you drive an automatic, which I have done for years, I don't think it's as big a surprise as I thought it would be. You know, because everyone yeah. says, oh, I, I mean, even you warned me, Jenny. You said, like, when you put your foot down, it goes. But that wasn't quite as, uh, you know, I, I thought it was going to be like, you know, put your foot down on a rocket kind of thing. <laughs> but, you know, it's like driving an automatic, really, isn't it? You know, it, but it, it, the response is great. When you accelerate, that was the thing I, I was really impressed with. When you're in that sort of mid-range, you put your foot down, the response is phenomenal. Because it's instant. Well, let, let's, have a listen. let's have a listen to this, because here's a clip of you driving it. I'm enjoying driving the car and when it's at speed, I really, really like it. It's funny, everyone sort of talks about electric cars, that smooth transition that you put your foot down and you go and there's no change of gearing and that feels really, really smooth. I kind of miss that in the lower gears. My normal car is is automatic and I quite like that feeling of going up through the gears. It feels like you're driving Um, and I have found that you sort of put the foot down and kind of watch it go. Yes, I think it's exciting if you're getting up to some good speeds. But just around town, I kind of miss a little bit of that. Mm, mm, mm. I love that. What kind of car noise is that? Mm, mm. Also, <laughs> why? Why do you miss a gear change? 
Well, I think it's that thing that when, you, when you're a kid, right, and you sit in the back of the car, and my dad used to have Morris Minor Travellers, then I quite like that kind of... Mm, mm, yeah, I kind of quite like that sort of... You're both laughing at me. and but So when it just sort it's of went... It's the noise. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of quite like it. And like, you know, my, I, dri- I drive a Q7 normally, and I quite like the fact that it's very smooth, but I still quite like the fact that you can, you can feel it changing. See, the irony what here... What noise does your Q7 make? If the Maurice Minor goes, <laughs> okay, uh, okay, here's my very best Q7 impression. Like that. And it doesn't do that. This is my Kia. Go on. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? it? Was... That sounded just like a Kia, didn't it? It's like having Rory Bremner in the house. Isn't it? <laughs> and oh, you are an automotive Rory Bremner. That's, well, a, that's yeah. a whole other podcast. The isn't irony it? here is that manufacturers forever have been trying to make gearboxes as smooth as possible <laughs> so they don't do what you're saying. And now you're, yeah. you've got one that doesn't make the noise. You're annoyed about it. <laughs> We're not annoyed, but I just I kind of missed it. it. Yeah. Because I think I think I like that thing when you're going from kind of you know from say twenty five to fifty. I quite like that surge. You know, you I can quite fake like it. That. There are there are electric cars <laughs> out there that do have <laughs> faked gearboxes. Honestly, there are. You can, I don't you, want can one. you can put it in the electronics. It was it was purely an observation, oh. but I did kind of miss it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, inevitably, the, the, when you're in an electric car, the subject of charging comes up, doesn't it? So, yeah, and that was there at the back of your mind oh on this goodness. journey. Yeah. Let's have a listen. So today is the day. It's the big drive, driving across the leads on the motorway. I've put it into sports mode. And wow, it's uh, like a very, very different car. Effortless acceleration. But I do look at the mileage and the charging dropping and dropping and dropping starting at 58 percent when i got in and now down to 40 percent and it will also be charging day when i get there not anxious as such because i know that there's plenty of charging points in the car park where i'm going um, but it is making me it's a little knack at the back of my mind yeah when you're in the car driving as you quite clearly were then and you can see the battery dropping until you get used to that, was that a bit yeah. disconcerting? How did you find that? Were you on a motorway? A little bit, yeah, because I think that, because um, I was driving to Leeds when I did that. I was, go- I was going over to film in Leeds. Hands-free, and- of course. Hands-free, we're pointing at. Yeah, I was. I- of course I was, yes. Uh, and-, and-, and I think that uh, sometimes when I'm on my way into Leeds, sometimes I get stuck in a traffic jam. And I think because I knew that that could happen, I think, again, coming back to what we're saying at the start of this, that you don't know how quickly the charge will will go if you're not actually kind of driving. If you're driving, okay, get this. In a straight line, I've got 45 miles left. Um, But if all of a sudden I'm in a traffic jam and I'm just bumping forward all the time, what effect would that have? You'd have more So I think, yeah, that was the thing that was sort of slightly disconcerting about it. Electric cars are more efficient in traffic. So they're the opposite to a normal petrol engine. So if you're bombing down a motorway at high speed, you'll lose more range than if you're actually just bumping around town. They're more efficient in town than they are on a motorway in ah, general. Ah, okay. So well, that, if you've that, got loads of 30-mile-an-hour zones on the last bit of your journey, you can be yep. on the motorway coming up to that thinking you've not got enough, and then as soon as you slow down and it starts to be slow nose-to-tail traffic, your range goes up. And that's the thing that we come back to, which is that getting used to your car, how it works. You get to to know. I know now that if I come off the motorway with hardly any range, I'll have enough to get home because I know what my car does. So my car 
you know, will gain yeah. extra mileage because it's judging that I'm driving at the speeds of the motorway and I won't be doing. Yeah. But it was interesting because uh, your charging experience and you're standing reasonably positive there <sighs> heading to Leeds, but it did go from bad to worse, didn't it? Let's have a listen. Oh, my goodness. It's so bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ, all the things that you worry about. Six charging bays at Stockport Station, only one of them occupied, none of them working. 17 miles left on the car, maybe got just enough to get home tomorrow and then find somewhere that works. Nightmare. And you were going off to work, weren't you? Added pressure. Yeah. So just tell us about that. What were you, what were you up to? <laughs> I mean, I, I phoned you when I was... Because, it, again, it, it is a thing I think that everybody says, that it's not the cars, it's the infrastructure. So... You're there thinking, right, I know there's loads of charging bays at Stockport Station. I can go, I can plug it in, happy days, and plug the car in, and none of them were working. I'm, so I moved the car five times. I moved to every single one oh of the bays. Oh, God, you did the shuffle. <laughs> yeah, exactly that, yeah. And then I'm sort of there, conscious of the fact that my train is going to arrive. Mm. So in the end, I just thought, right, I'm just going to have to go. Um, but it was horrible. And I think that, you know, that must be the worst thing for anybody if they have an electric car. I spoke to you, as you said, I'm like everybody's electric phone friend. So you <laughs> yeah. and the get out of jail card and, and you were properly stressed. I mean, and to be fair, you're going down to London, you, you know, you're going to do a live TV show. You've got a train booked. It's those kind of moments um, but that's yeah. where it should be the best. Yeah, like, be. So Simon's going exactly. to a station in an electric car which is the right thing. So he's going on public transport into the, the untidy bit of city. So you're not parking in town. You're going to the station. You should turn up, plop your car on a charger, get your train, you come home, it should be fully charged. That's how that should work. Yeah, exactly that. Because it's that thing, is it, in reverse, when you when you drive a petrol or diesel car, then if you know you need to get petrol when you come back, oh, God, I'm going to come back and then I'm going to have to go and fill up. And you hate it. And you're right. It should be, go, there we go, plug it. And when I come back, happy days. Yeah, I'm, job I'm done. full range again. But curiously, when you had, you know, gone to London, recorded Sunday brunch, came back on the train, what happened to your car when you got there? Because I was in such a rush... I just left it plugged in. I didn't unplug it. I thought, I've gone off to go. I'm going to miss my train. I came back and it had charged. Someone had rebooted the chargers while yeah. you were away then. Because <laughs> they're, like they're like a PC. You know when your computer goes wrong? If somebody yeah. switches it off and back on again, sometimes they yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. So you had a full charge when you got back? Yeah. Well, and free. Brilliant. And, and, and that is... And free. And free. And free. Even better. <laughs> And we are getting there with infrastructure. It's still so much work needs to be done. And I think if we fast forward a few years, the picture is going to be so much better and so much, you know, it's going to be so much more reliable, which it has to be. Um, but I guess, I don't know, would you be confident, do you think, doing a longer trip in an electric car? Because I know Blackpool is somewhere you've always oh, wanted to visit. Oh, that's a horrible, that's a horrible thing to cruel, say. That's it? really that's cruel. cruel. Oh, I'm really glad. I was, I was thinking just then, thinking, I was a little bit cruel to Jim because I love her dearly and I've known her for years. But no, I'm really glad I was cruel to you before, Buckley. Okay, I admit that was slightly mean of me. I am sorry. But just for people that maybe don't understand, what's the connection with you and Blackpool? Why was it so important for you? The whole thing is when you do Strictly, then the aim of everybody, if you're not going to win it, which I was never going to do, is to get to Blackpool because that's basically, it's a big party weekend when you do that. And I got knocked out um, 
two weeks before. So it's been a standing joke. Tim Lovejoy, every single time we have somebody who's been on Strictly, he will, the first question is, and did you get to Blackpool? To Blackpool. Oh, do you, f- yeah. do you feel like a pang of pain every time you drive down? Um, Honestly. Yeah, all see the Blackpool I can, signs. I, I can never go on the M55 anymore. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> in answer to your question, no, I wouldn't. I, I, I really don't think I'd be confident on a long journey. I wouldn't. It, in, I, I really loved the car. I thought it was great. But there's absolutely no way I would feel stress-free to drive to London in it. I oh, see. That's really interesting because yeah, it should be the least stressful way of doing it, really. Listen, I, I've got a question for you guys. So my mate who's an electrician, he said one of the problems with getting the infrastructure up to speed is that the national grid can't cope with it. Oh, no. I wish I had a pound no. for every time I've had that said to me. Listen, oh. it's all going to be fine. There are challenges, but it's all going to be sorted out. And we, we know that because we've spoken to the guy who runs the national grid about it what? all. Mr. Grid. Mr. Grid. He's actually Mr. called the Grid. It's called Graham Grid, and he's actually in my phone <laughs> as Graham Grid. He sits in a massive chair with lightning striking off the back of it. And there's some really interesting <laughs> stuff coming down the line. Honestly, he put he does this like every time someone says that because yeah. he's he's like, nah, the grid is fine. What happens is when you get big loads of chargers, they have to split yeah. the available power. So if you've got 20 cars plugged in, it slows yeah. down the charging. Yeah. Um, but the grid can cope with it, no problem. He said, have you seen the amount of bloody wires all over England? The grid is absolutely fine. Yeah. I'm going to just dive off a little bit here because you famously ask guests on the show to commit their least favourite biscuit to the crumb dungeon. Yeah, better known as the crumb dungeon. bit like picking your least favourite child, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I love biscuits. I know. I, I sometimes think that when guests do um, King of the Tin... That they 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 think a little bit too straightforward. I suppose really relate to your podcast. Then I think the fact that you know if you go down that route of only doing certain brands, and I think if you walk down the biscuit aisle, it's a world of wonder. I think I know what you're going to say about this, Simon. But is there any part of driving an electric car for a week that you would consign to electric car hell? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's the infrastructure. I think that is, you know, Fair. that is the, the big problem. I think not having the confidence that wherever you are in the UK, that you can confidently say, right, I can go anywhere and mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain I'll be able to find yeah. a high-speed charger that will be available, that will look after me. I think that is the bit that is... is it's it, That's what needs sorting, isn't it? The cars themselves are brilliant. I, I loved that car. It was fun. I would have one of those cars. See, that's a big point. You would actually, you would have the car, but the infrastructure still bothered you, even though yeah. it turned out randomly that it worked. Yeah, but, you know, that kind of feels a bit like, you know, buying a lucky dip for the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not what and you, you win another lucky dip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you, you win you a tenner. <laughs> but, you know, most of the time it just goes down the drain. <laughs> um, so every day on electrifying.com, we have the green flag word of the day. Word of the day. Oh, God, sorry. Um, he likes to sing that. You know that, don't you? Because you have a cup of tea, you check the electrifying word of the day. Nobody does green this. Flag. No? Yeah. Okay, right. Well, it's very good. Right. And it helps okay. people understand all these new terms um, that they've got, you've got to get to grips with when it comes to electric cars. Right. So we would like you to guess the answer to one of them. Over to you. Simon, which of the following is a term for a system that allows you to power a domestic appliance, such as, I don't know, a lawnmower or a hairdryer, from an electric car? Is it A? Vehicle to load. B? Plug for power. Or C? 
Cable to go. So just to reiterate those, is it A, vehicle to load, B, plug for power, or C, cable to go? And this allows you to power stuff off your car. Which is something that Kia EV6 can do. C. Cable to go. Yeah. What a brilliant, brilliant guess, but it's wrong. It's an absolute fail. Oh. Vehicle to load. It's A. <laughs> vehicle to load. That's actually difficult. You've given every single other guest a really easy one. And Simon Rimmer got a really difficult one. That's because one. I know he is super bright. I've known him a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. But, but isn't that clever, Simon? So with the, with the Kia, it's yeah. quite unique about Kia and its sister car, the Hyundai Ioniq 5. You can use its battery as, ma- as basically a massive mobile generator. So you could be doing a live cookery demonstration in a field at a festival and you could plug the appliances into the car. That's good. But then, of course, then you reuse all of the charge up and then yes. you can't leave the field because you stay the charge is there. Because <laughs> the infrastructure's not in place. Oh, stop it. That's not how it works. <laughs> it draws a tiny bit of power. Oh. <laughs> no, but it is, that is, yeah, it is good. It's yeah. true. But yeah, um, I, I did, some, oh, this is really boring, but I did some numbers on this because I was driving electric transit and it's got uh, sockets in the back. I might just have a little sip of my tea while you're doing that. Go on, carry on. If you run a bandsaw off the battery on the vehicle, Vehicle to load off a Ford Transit for an hour, it takes two miles of range. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So you could run it all day and you'd lose about 20 miles of range. How, how often do you use that bandsaw of yours? <laughs> all day. It's remarkably <laughs> not that often. Who uses a bandsaw all well, day? I was thinking of things that would, would actually be used on site. Look, you could have a bouncy castle equally. And you could run that for eight hours. You could run it for eight hours for 20 miles of range. Let's move on. Let's move on. It is almost time (laughs) to find out if, Simon, you would make the switch to electric. But before we do that, don't forget that the great thing about Green Flag, our sponsor, is that if you are unlucky enough to break down or get a puncture in your electric car, they will send a specialist from your closest garage to come and give you a hand. And they'll do that even if it's dark outside. They will do that day or night, Tom, which is good news because I know the hours you keep. Well, I don't. I'm not a night owl. Uh, right then, Mr Rimmer, back to you. Yes. Thinking back on your week with the Kia EV6, you enjoyed the car. Perhaps mm-hmm. not so much the charging. because I don't, don't know what he's going to say now. You don't have access mm. to home charging, so you are reliant on the network. What we want to know is, would you, Simon Rimmer, consider going electric for your next car? Drum roll, please. (laughs) And? No. Oh. It's purely the infrastructure. Because I do a big mileage, Mm. you know, I do about 16,000, 17,000 miles a year. That's a lot. And, uh, you know, I travel between various sites. I travel up and down to London. And I just don't think at the moment I have the confidence in the infrastructure. The car itself, 100%. I really, really love the car. But I think until that infrastructure feels mm-hmm. that I, I could confidently do it, then then no. Is your diary quite random, Simon? Yeah, it is. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. It, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. So that people could ring you up and say, right, you need to be in uh, Wales next week or whatever. And it makes everything more public. It's more public charging than being at home. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly that. So, for example, this week I've done uh, Manchester to Liverpool, back to Manchester, went to Leeds, came back, got the car. Uh, I'm now in London. I'm then going to Bath, then I'm going back to London, then I'm going Mm -hmm. back to Manchester. So that's a kind of fairly sort of, you know, typical sort of week. And you add the stress of using a public charging infrastructure that needs still work into that. And that's not going to be, yeah, Yeah. that's not going to be relaxing for you, is it? 
No, not at all. And I, th- and I think also, I think that even if you sort of find that you, you, you find a charging point and it isn't a rapid charger, then to have to sit for a couple of hours yeah. mm. on an already busy schedule of kind of traveling around and thinking, you know, this is, this is dead time. This isn't time that's, that's useful yeah. to me. It's interesting, isn't it? Which seems like this sad, slightly cryy face and uh, place to end this week's podcast <laughs> having failed comprehensively to convince simon rimmer to go electric for his next car um but thank you for breaking your electric car virginity with us <laughs> on electrifying.com and for selflessly giving up your time to drive one of the best electric cars in the world that's a bit strong who wrote that bit it is one of the best it's, actually it's i do one, really like one, the ev6 it was one of loads of awards it, it was european it has. Euro- european world car of the year yeah well lots of electrifying awards as well it's a very good car um but simon you've been an absolute joy thank you so much you've been a great sport pleasure and one day we'll get that night out jen well when you open your 22nd restaurant okay fine i'm there brilliant yeah should we bring fine. tom no, no i'm washing my hair it's fine. i'll eat the restaurant <laughs> yeah. i just can't be bothered yeah. with you two Oh, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. And if you've enjoyed hearing about Simon's first time, oh, mm. and we never forget our first time, oh, do we? No. <laughs> Please do like and subscribe and share so you can spread the word. And um, that's the end of this run of Electric Virgins. Boo. Oh, but we will be back for more. Um, and if you've missed the other episodes, do find them on your favourite streaming service. And of course, if you want to know more about electric cars, we're over on electrifying.com because we're here to clear the air. That sounds really cheesy. It does, but I love it. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.